Hi everyone, it's Aaron here from Zero to Fit Pro and welcome to today's podcast. Now, before we get started, this is the third time I have tried to run this podcast and unfortunately the software so often cuts out. Um, but there may be a tiny delay, so please hold out for that and uh, I apologise. Uh, it's just the world we live in, everyone's using technology now, so I think everything slows down a little bit. So uh, it's only a few seconds delay sometimes, if it happens at all, all right? Uh, but today I wanted to talk about uh, becoming an online personal trainer because this is something I'm seeing time and time again. Now, obviously at Zero to Fit Pro, we help qualify personal trainers and then we help you develop a personal training business at the end, okay? Because I was sick of seeing people qualify and then never actually use their qualifications to the best of their ability to give them the life they wanted and to help the amount of people that they wanted to because there's one thing that this job really gives us and that is huge job satisfaction. There's nothing better than when someone tells me or says thank you to me, the results they've got and how better they feel now and the, and the difference it has in their life. And that's really why I love doing what I do. And I just know that's the same for everybody else, but people aren't getting that opportunity to do so because they're getting caught out by so many um, twinkly stars like, oh, I can do be an online trainer and that'll, that'll work really well, make loads of money and not work very many hours. And currently right now, you've got, you probably get hammered on social media by gurus and everything telling you how you can live the life top lifestyle, um, living on a beach, well, maybe not now, <laughs> but living on a beach somewhere, um, training people online and not having to work very many hours at all, making millions, making six figures here and there or seven figures here or there. Um, and unfortunately, you know, <laughs> what's the correct saying? If it sounds too good to be true, chances are it probably is. And that is always the case. Okay. Um, no, I'm not saying that there isn't the odd occasional person who, who storms through having um, qualified, becomes an online trainer, can absolutely dominate it. And I know people who've become online trainers who've never been face-to-face trainers. Whether I agree with that or not, you know, I feel that everyone who delivers any form of training or um, nutrition and things like that should be qualified to some level. Um, there are people in this world who don't have any qualifications at all in doing it, and I don't agree with it. But um, they've made a success out of it. Now, the problem being, and this is why I want to do this podcast, is people qualify as personal trainers and then get stuck straight into online training. Now, I, as I've just mentioned, don't agree with that, um, mostly because you don't have the experience, um, you don't have the knowledge or know-how how to communicate with someone and, and do it effectively enough to give them a great result. Also, you've got no experience of what actually works, how you've actually trained people, um, you know, how, how you take a client from, from rock-bottom beginner to advanced um, training person who loses loads of weight and trains using heavy weights or whatever it is you do. You don't even know what type of client you want or what, you know, what problems they're facing. So you don't know how to combat their problems before they even get to it. Um, so there's loads of different things. So um, this isn't going to be a really, really hour long podcast. Uh, I just want to make it short and informative. And it doesn't just end here, by the way, but <laughs> you shouldn't, I believe that all people who qualify as personal trainers should first hone their skills as a one-to-one -one trainer. There's so many lessons you learn when you're training people one-to-one. -one. So, so many lessons. And if you uh, do that in the very beginning, you can quickly get over those problems, those initial teething issues that you'll have. 
uh, and do it really quickly without any interruption at all. You train in one person, you make one mistake, you can quickly combat that and fix the issue. Um, instead of training people, let's say you're really successful and you get hundreds of people online, you then make a mistake. That's 100 people who are going to be a bit peeved that you've made this mistake. And that could be something so fatal as injuring someone by giving the wrong information or something like that. So it's very important that um, you hone your skills as a one-to-one -one trainer and make yourself the best possible expert in that field before you move on to online, all right? Because just to be honest, and I'll tell you my story in a second, being an, on an online trainer isn't any easier than being a face-to-face -face trainer. This, the problems, there was that cut out again. So <laughs> it's going to annoy me to death. But as I was saying, the, uh, the problems you face as an online trainer are the same as the problems you'll face as a face-to-face -face trainer. Um, but you can, you can quickly solve issues face-to-face -face quite easily. Uh, and so that's where you need to start. Now, um, as a personal trainer, let's get over some myths first. There's a, a thing that people do when they start as a personal trainer and they misconstrue the word personal. And for a lot of the time, they spend time writing programs, individual training programs for every single person. And I don't believe this is the correct way to manage your time effectively and actually do a good job. And um, if you ever, and maybe some of you listening to this or watching this have been through our mentorship program on developing a one-to-one -one business and you understand the fact you should be niching or finding your perfect client. Now, when you do that and you find that one client, they have the same issues. They have the same issues all the time. So you find another client exactly the same, who has the same issues, the same problems. Um, they're exactly the same person. That's what we're looking for every time. So really, one program works for those people, yeah? Because just, they've all got the same problem that you're solving. Um, let's, say they have a, let's say you're working with someone who's got a really bad knee pain then there must be a basic fundamental process you need to go through first, like a phase one, which helps develop and strengthen the knee joint in some way, shape or form. Yeah. It isn't going to be too far dissimilar and there must be some good foundational movements that really work to help develop the knee joint. Yeah. Um, so therefore you don't have to write a million and one different programs to help that one problem. And that is what PTs really suffer with in the very beginning. Um, they start writing programs to everyone individually and it takes up a lot of time and they're trying to monitor all these people, um, take them through programs. They have to write a new program and, and carry on. I believe that people sign up with you as a trainer because they want to get an end result, right? That's obvious. Now, they don't want to be a tester. They don't want to be a guinea pig um, unless you've told them they are. Um, they want to join, pay good money to understand that they are actually going to get that result. Now, if I go to a restaurant and order a meal, I don't expect the chef to change the recipe every five minutes. I expect the chef to say, this is what we're serving. This is what it looks like. This is, you know, I've had great reviews about this meal. It tastes fantastic. And so when he cooks it, it's the same recipe. Bum, 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 bum. Until it comes out at the end, as perfect as it was yesterday, that someone said it tastes amazing. It's just the same, the same seasoning, the same ingredients, the same fundamentals, the same cooking time that gets me this perfect meal. When someone joins your program and they want to, let's just take that knee, oh, I've got really bad knee pain. They want to know at the end that their knee pain is going to be gone. Yeah. And if you've got a proven system that works, then that's what they're signing up to. And that's what they want to have. 
Now, if you're only signing up people like that, then there's no need to write a new program. They just come through the same program all the time, okay? You become the expert at helping people with knee problems, yeah? Just in this simple example. Um, you may be helping people lose weight or um, become a better athlete or a triathlete or what, a better swimmer, whatever it may be. You've got a set program that works. And they come through phase one. Personal comes into how it's delivered, comes into the time, your actual time, you know, because we're doing one-to-one -one training. It's normally an hour of your time on average where you'll be training these people. Um, you'll be giving, you know, some people need shouting at, some people need a gentle push, need encouragement. Some people just need to be there, someone to talk to. There's different ways or levels to train someone. That's where the personal kicks in. The sit structure, that's all fundamental. That's a definite. That's the way it should work. Even their nutrition, that's a definite. That's, there's a set skeleton structure that works. We have margins that we sit between, and they've got somewhere hit between those goalposts as long as they carry on up the, or along the protocol, along the journey. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, and you start to develop this skill as a one-to-one -one trainer. Um, and it's really important that you document all this. So you take through five people through this process. And if you were listening to the podcast the other week with, um, with the fibro guy, so Adam Foster, the, he had his, he's trained people with chronic pain. Um, and he, was, he had this structure, this program that got developed and developed and developed. And by the way, it never stops getting developed. It's always backed by new research. And this is what we all do. You know, there's changes to your program. You say, actually, I've, this is working better. People are preferring this. My niche are preferring this. We're going to start adding that into the program and make it better. Um, and so you're constantly developing. And then people will move through that program uh, and get even better results than the people who went through it beforehand. So you're constantly getting better better referrals, a better business, and a better result at the end. Um, and so he was developing his program and eventually realized, well, actually, these are the people I'm helping. This is what I'm actually doing. Let's go full-time and actually whack that in. And actually now, during lockdown, he has a load of online resources that people purchase, which deliver the same program in an online environment. Yeah? So it's leveraged. But he could only do that with all the knowledge and experience he's got from face-to-face -face training. He couldn't just develop that because he hasn't got any, any data, any research from the people who've come through, any true testimonials of the results he's getting. So therefore, has to come through here. So if you're a one-to-one -one trainer first, you take people through this journey. They get their result at the end. You've got a great testimonial. Let's say you get 5, 10, 20 people through and you've got all these testimonials and have all come through the same journey, the same structure. Then you can say, right, I've got a system here. I know that if someone signs on, this is what they're going to follow for the next 12 weeks or whatever. This is their nutrition for the next 12 weeks or whatever your program is. This is what they're going to do. And I know that at the end of this time period, they're going to get X result. That can then be moved into an online scenario. Okay? You can't do that beforehand. You can. No, I'm not saying you can't. I just believe you shouldn't. Right? That's my opinion. Um, because you're just guessing, unless you're going to develop something online. But as I said in the very beginning, you, you're, you're liable to make some mistakes along the way, right? It's, it's going to happen. Um, so it's very important that you, you iron out those, those creases before you start hitting a mass market of people, right? Because, you know, insurance-wise and everything else, it can be a real ball ache if you don't get these things ironed out. 
uh, and make sure you're all set and ready to go. Everything from health and safety to insurance to delivery of how that should be delivered. I'm going to that next. Um, so yeah, you've got a system. That means that if I take on 100 people tomorrow, then they can come through that system and get the same result. This is the reason why people like McDonald's and, and things are, um, and their franchisees are, are successful because it's a burger. It gets delivered to them. Um, they cook it this way. It gets sent out this way. And it's a set system. Someone comes in, orders a Big Mac, it gets sent out that way. And that's the way it's done. And it means they could have 100 people through the door and they still keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Just follow the system. And that's exactly how your online training system should work. Yeah? If you've got beliefs that that isn't the way it should work, that you should be um, a more one-to-one, -one, detailed approach person, I'm not here to tell you how to run your, your programs in any way, shape, or form. But if you want to deliver a very bespoke individual basis with a mass niche of people, you may find it hard to, to help so many people, but it's going to require a lot of your time. You need to make sure that you're charging the right amount for your time. But let's give you my story from when I started. So I started virtual trainer. I was doing about 47 to 52 sessions a week, one-to-one -one sessions on average. Um, which is a hell of a lot of hours to work doing one-to-one -one sessions. Um, I decided to do an online business because I was sold into the fact of, oh, well, I can get online clients, not work as many hours, uh, live the life. You go on holiday whenever I want, carry on working my business, it'd be fine. Ultimately, though, that, that isn't what happens. It actually, I started charging because uh, I had a lot of limiting beliefs around what I can actually charge. Uh, well, I'm not there helping them. I'm not counting reps. I'm not actually with them. So therefore, uh, it shouldn't be as much, you know, I shouldn't be charging £45 a session, I should be charging less. Um, so I started charging £20 a month, £20 a month for online training. And these people were actually getting pretty much one-to-one -one training, like online. It was, you know, emails every day, we're sending a training program over. The only thing I wasn't doing was uh, counting their reps, basically. We're doing video analysis of exercises, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to them on a weekly basis on a Skype call. Um, and constantly in contact with them. So the hours that I was putting in just didn't equal the money I was getting at the end. And, you know, I still firmly believe you work to pay your bills. You don't, may not want to be a millionaire, but I still need bills to pay and cover my expenses of living. Uh, so it has to have that fine balance there. Um, and I, I'd signed up a couple of clients who um, were already face-to-face -face clients who were moving out of the area. One was moving down south, one was moving up to Scotland. Um, and so for the first six months, I think I made 40 quid a month, right? And on top of the hours, that, that would be one session, right? 45 pounds a session. That would be one session um, a month. That's what that covered. So one hour. But it didn't work out as one hour's work. It was, I was doing hours upon hours every week for just two people. Um, so something had to change and we adjusted. So our pricing changed. So I started charging uh, top end. Uh, high ticket sales and we started doing sales over the phone and advertising um, a bit more aggressively trying to get brand new people on board I remember jumping on a telephone call bear in mind um, I'm not a salesperson by any way shape or form but I'm very comfortable and confident with talking to people on the phone or talking to people face to face even and and listening to what they want what their problems are and knowing that what I can deliver is going to solve that problem I'm happy enough to tell people that's the case. I've got so much confidence in what I do as a trainer because of years of experience of training people one-to-one -one, that I know I can help someone 
whether it be online or face-to-face. -face. So I've got no problem in saying this is how much it costs to get this X result, because I know it's going to happen. Um, so we started charging a thousand pounds for 997 for three months worth of training. Um, it was sort of like the, you know, the, the buzz number and the, oh yeah, 997 or 97 or 1997. You know, it was just some, at the time we go through these different like blips of marketing. And uh, at the time, if you use a seven, it's less aggressive and, and people are more likely to pay. 997 was at the time a mentor I had to said, just charge 997 for three months. And I remember being on a sales call and um, I never sold personal training over the phone before. And so I had a lot of nerves around what I was doing because it was very, very difficult. Now, if you've never been in a situation where you've sold personal training before, then even selling on the phone is going to be very, very hard because you don't have that face-to-face, -face, that rapport building stuff. You've, you've got to try and do it over the phone, which is really difficult. There's no facial expressions. There's no body language. It's literally tonality and actually quality of the conversation that you've got to try and get into. Um, and if you're not very good at communicating with people from years of experience of training people, it becomes even harder. Hence another reason why you should be, do one-to-one -one training first. Learn and hone your skills to communicate with people. Um, so we sold one-to-one um, -one, one -one online training at 997 for three months, which I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, but, you know, you make one sale in the first month, you make a thousand pounds. Second month, you make no sales. Oh, third month, you make two sales. Um, but overall, you, you're not getting very many clients. You're charging a lot of money, but overall, you're not getting a nice a bit of security there. So we weren't getting a monthly subscription. There was things we were doing wrong. I've made all the mistakes you, you would not, you know, we've had to bounce back many, many times, made tons of mistakes. Um, but now we have a, a really good setup and I'll go into that in a minute with you. Um, but yeah, we started selling high ticket training and started helping people online. And then we took them into a monthly subscription afterwards. Um, and that really helped. It helped boost our business back up. It allowed me to adjust my work-life balance so I could train people online and work less hours in a gym face to face. But still, I was in this one-to-one -one training method online and face to face. So all I'd done is split my work in half, basically. So it used to be all face-to-face, -face, now I'm just online as well. So I'm still doing the same amount of hours, getting paid just the same money basically, but I'm half and half between the two. That still isn't what I wanted to do, all right? And so made all these mistakes. Um, now, and actually, I actually stopped. I, I started to reduce down my virtual trainer and started not training, not signing up new people to do it. I had our clients that were on there um, and, I, and I've carried on training them. I wasn't you know, wasn't looking for any more one-to-one -one online clients. And I was putting virtual training at the side and rebranded as the confidence coach. And we did larger group training face-to-face. Um, -face. And then a pandemic hit. <laughs> and so um, our online method, methodology of training people became, gave us a little standard edge to, to kick fire straight into it quicker than everybody else. Um, and that gave us a bit of a, a bit of an edge there. But the way we deliver it is entirely different to what we were doing before. So um, as part of our mentorship thing and what I've learned from my business mentors is that it's very important that you've got core values for what your business actually does. Okay, What you actually do as a trainer. 
And one of our core values is community, especially in our niche, which is women over 30. Um, community is a huge thing. You know, people want to be with similar people, with similar interests, all doing the same thing, uh, working towards the same common goal. So it's very important that you've got community there. Now, if you train people online, and I've seen competitors do this uh, up here in the Northeast, they're, you know, they're selling online training in a one-to-one -one environment like I was doing in the very beginning. And luckily, I've made all these mistakes. Um, but they, they're trying to sell en masse to do this, and they, they cannot do it. They cannot help this many people um, or try and sell and spend fortunes on advertising. They cannot sell this many people and, and deliver a one-to-one -one thing. It's just not, you can't leverage it like that. You can't do it. Plus, it doesn't give community. There's no community there. So actually, what we did under the guidance of my business mentor as well is we opened up live video sessions and so we deliver four live workouts every week uh, monday tuesday thursday friday at 6 30 p.m and they're half an hour long and i deliver them like this on a zoom session uh, people can log in we record it we put it on our facebook group so people can watch the replay um, and that adds one level of community spirit into that people there together we do little challenges and stuff we have a coffee morning as well on a wednesday morning so tomorrow morning it's tuesday now um, and we have a little catch up and just talk, coffee, chat, biscuits, have a nice little laugh, get to know each other and build a good solid community of people. Uh, and currently in this pandemic, when people are locked up in their homes and can't do much, this is a fantastic thing for people, um, especially with my niche and what I do. Now, if you're not very good at talking to people, if you're not very good at um, or don't know what your niche is or what you're trying to or the people you're trying to help and the reason why you're trying to help them, you're not gonna be able to integrate this into your training or programming. So we're able to integrate community into our program because I know that's what people want. That's, that's actually more important than what goes in the training program. You know, if I do squats or lunges or whatever this week, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. They want to be part of something and a community of something, okay? And that is more important for them, all right? Um, so we do that. So we have all this uh, online stuff. We have a Facebook group. Um, and I'm in there doing lives, um, doing, giving bits of information, having telephone calls with people as well. So we try and speak to people when they join, get them signed up, um, and we take them through the, the process, the journey. We've got a nutrition protocol, and they do our live sessions every week. And they aim for four. It's dead, dead simple. We have a yoga session as well. We have a yoga teacher coming on a Wednesday. It's a great little midweek um, uh, point of reference <clears throat> to have a nice stretch out and relax. And every week as well, we do a commitment, so Monday commitments, what, what one thing are you going to focus on this week? Wednesday, we have a check-in. Friday, we have a check-in. Sunday, we have a final check-in. And the group engagement's really good. We have some wins as well. And so we're connecting with people so much more frequently, but not in a one-to-one -one environment. So I can take, if 100 people sign up tomorrow, more than easily take on 100 people. No bother at all. It wouldn't, it wouldn't break down our business at all. But this is only successful because of the years of experience training people one-to-one, -one. even a couple of years of just training people one-to-one, -one, you start to really learn you know, how good or how bad you are at certain things. You can start strengthening the areas you're really poor at. Then you really understand who you work with. Then you really understand what you're actually solving for these people. And then you can develop a good systematic system or program that helps them solve that problem then you can move that into an online environment or a group environment. And then it's all about just accountability, 
connecting with people and making sure that you're keeping them on that journey at all times. Yeah, and that is literally where it goes. I think I, I was maybe hoping that you'd come on and think, well, actually, it's going to be really easy. I was going to tell me that oh, being an online trainer is going to be really easy. Just do it. It isn't. It really isn't. And it's not to say it's not impossible. Someone could, you know, if you've got a lot of experience training, maybe you've got, maybe you've helped a lot of people beforehand um, and then you've just decided to become a personal trainer. Um, so you've already got that experience. Maybe previous employment has, has led you to be really, uh, to have great communication skills, be able to deliver, and you know exactly what you want. Maybe the, your niche is you, and you know what your problems are and what to, to solve. Maybe you've got your own testimonial, and you've helped yourself go through these, these issues, and that's what you're selling, then that's fine. But you see, in this day and age, especially with Instagram and stuff, everyone you know, puts up a photo, them half naked, and then sells an ebook for 20 quid. Um, that's not, you're not going to have a sustainable business like that. It's, it's not going to deliver results either. If you just have an ebook, people buy the ebook, they don't bother. Yeah. Long term, you want people who are committed, join your program, get results, refer new people. And that is what you want. Making 20 quid here or there, it puts you in a position where you hate what you're doing because you're working tons of hours and not being able to survive. And it's making you more stressed than you were before. And so it's very important that you hone your skills. I've probably repeated this like 20 times across this podcast, but hone your skills as a personal trainer, one-to-one, even in small groups, and then move that into an online environment if you choose to. Now, currently, we're like a hybrid model. So um, currently right now, I have a few one-to-one clients because the the lockdown's eased off. So we're able to to offer one-to-one training. Uh, We can't do groups indoors, so we're not allowed to do that. But we have tons of people online at the moment i think we've last the month of june we got 18 new clients across the month of june which is fantastic um and so it's going in the right direction but we're a bit of a hybrid now there's a bit of a a worry that having a hybrid model is like what i had in the very beginning doing one-to-one training here and online just filling up my time and not having a work-life balance and trying to get the best of both means you're the master of none basically so there's a worry that some people will do a hybrid model, um, which may be quite difficult for a lot of people. And is it, and I was speaking to my mentor about this, is this actually beneficial for your long-term vision? Is this actually what you want to do? And just before lockdown, I actually got, was closing down the virtual trainer side of things, not taking on new clients. And it's only in a pandemic that's made us release it back up again. Um, so it makes me think, well, actually, could we move online? And these are things that will always happen along your journey. Could we move online or should I stick with a clear goal of actually saying, I'm going to help these people in this way, face-to-face in groups, whatever it is, and to stick on the path towards what you are actually focused towards. Um, and these are some of the struggles you will face along the way. Um, and it's that, it's that sparkling syndrome thing. So you see something sparkly, yeah, ooh, Ooh, if I work online, I can just do it from home because actually lockdown has been quite nice for me. I've enjoyed um, reprioritizing my life, getting plenty of sleep. Like beforehand, I used to get up at half five and start training people at half six. Uh, where nowadays I get up at half seven, it's lovely. Um, I train when I want, I can do work whenever I want, I can relax. Um, I take my dog out for a walk. A little cut out, <laughs> but I spend time with my wife when I want to as well. So lockdown has been great and being able to 
prioritize exactly what's, what my life should be like. And so when you train people online, you think, well, actually, that's a, that could be possible. I could do that. And that would be okay. But is it the long-term vision? Is that what we're aiming towards? Um, and all the way along the, your journey as a personal trainer, you're going to see things pop up. Um, but you need to be focused on your vision of what it is you actually decide to go and do. Um, obviously, things like we've had to move online because things had to change. We couldn't just shut up shop and say we're not going to help anyone. Just financially wouldn't be viable, and it, and it just isn't in our bigger vision anyway. We want to help hundreds of women completely transform their lives, and we can't do that if we just close down. It doesn't work like that. So we, we just took it up a different level and helped in a different way. But we're probably going to go back to what we were doing before and helping people in that manner. So um, just as a word of warning, you're going to get pulled into little sparkly, shiny syndrome, shiny object syndrome. That's the exact term I was looking for. Um, and you're going to see it and you think, ooh, but my life will be better if I do that, will it? And it's very important that you think, well, actually, if I start moving online, I've then got to create a brand new business again. It is just brand new. Again, you may have all the systems, but unless you're going to move all your clients from face-to-face -to, -face to online, you're going to have to start brand new again. And uh, it's, it's growing a second, second business from rock bottom. Okay. Um, so I hope that was helpful. hope that was informative. And definitely, as I said in the very beginning, if you're a one-to-one -one trainer, uh, if you're a brand new personal trainer, you need to hone your skills as a one-to-one -one trainer first. Develop training people, develop your nutrition programming, develop your training programming, and develop a system that actually gets results for your clients. Then you can have as much freedom as you choose to do where you want to go next. And then ultimately understand, and if you do any financial goal planning, do you, do you need to do any more? Do you need to do extra? You know, if people just constantly chase the pound. Um, if you're making good money as a one-to-one -one trainer, why do you need to stress yourself out even more so by doing something else? You know, it's, if it's not part of your bigger vision of what your life work-life balance is like, then don't bother. Don't chase something that isn't necessary at all to chase. If you've got big goals, big visions for what you can actually deliver, then maybe that is the next route for you. And <clears throat> we can't tell you what to do with your business. It's your business at the end of the day. Um, I, all I can do is teach you from my own experiences what mistakes we've made. Uh, and we've been chasing the dream um, very, very occasionally. So it's like, right, if I go online, I'm going to definitely do so much more, help more people, but make more money, work less hours. When ultimately... The problems I was facing were in my own business, not moving online. The problem was here because they're the same online, face to face, same business, same issues, just a different medium of delivery. That's all it is. You've got to solve the problems in your business generally, which is where I was going wrong. Uh, so, hope that was informative. If you need anything from us, uh, we are at zero and number two, zero two fitpro.com. Uh, you can email us at info at zero to fitpro.com as well. Check our Instagram and our Facebook page, plus our YouTube channel for more videos. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast and anything you need, please don't hesitate to get in contact with us and we'll happily help you out. Bye-bye.